0: Betsy DeVos, fuck yourself, buddy. This is Corin. this is the O The Anthem Podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 327 of the O The Anthem Podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining
0: us. Yes, thank you for joining us on your podcatcher of choice. The finest way to find it is anchor.fm forward slash O The Anthem with direct links to wherever you listen to your podcast so you can uh, check us out on your preferred method.
1: And if you're watching live as we record this on Monday night on any of the available places to do that, make sure you leave us a comment or a question. We can get those live in studio as we record or join the Discord channel. All of those comments go directly to Discord where we see them or you can just comment directly on the Discord channel and uh, we'll discuss all your points. We already have some people following us in the Discord channel, so uh, we're going to make sure and uh, get those comments in at the appropriate time. Yes, indeed. All right, so... Kicking off from the top, doing something a little bit different. We're going to get, uh, well, <laughs> doing something a little bit different than mm, us, but not from the rest of the world. We're going to talk about Trump at the top. <laughs> How about that? So uh, this week, um, oh, wait, my stuff is all out of sorts. Here we go. And so this week, <laughs> ah, Trump, uh, not failing to disappoint. Um, and by the way, Corey, I didn't have this on the uh, on our list, but I want to yeah. add this in. On one, on one day, let's call it Wednesday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Eminem says, anybody who doesn't wear a mask is a punk and I'm coming for them. Yeah. The next day, Thursday, Trump wears a mask for the first time in public. <laughs> and I think that we just need to come to the realization that Eminem can solve all the ills of our society with a well-placed rap.
0: I, I would say yes and no, because uh, I think there's a lot of people who would argue that Eminem has also... Raised animosities in a lot of different respects. So, okay. If so you, maybe ask, that's if true you ask people in the in the gay community, uh, when he was first coming out, I don't know if he was so, uh, bringing us all together in this moment of peace. But I mean, I would say that I, res- I, I respect the fact that I, at the very least, I, I realize that, uh, Trump must have had the realization like, I like to pick fights with people, but this is not the one to do. No, no. I've seen the whole movie where he en- eviscerates people left and right. I, I don't need any part of this. I don't. I don't need to be left wet in my pants at the rap battle at 8 Mile, you know? Like, so,
1: I think, didn't, didn't he already do an anti-Trump rap, too? Like, just when he got oh, sober? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. When he, he, right <laughs> when he got sober, he was like, all right, I'm going to do a, a freestyle on Trump. And, I think
0: it was something that they did at, like, uh, not the Grammys, but... Uh, was it the BET Awards where he was like in a parking garage yeah, or something? Like he wasn't that? there. He yeah. was somewhere else. They recorded it. Yeah, yeah. There was just like 15 people in a parking garage and like M rapping to no beat. Yes. But like still like eviscerating like everything. Yeah.
1: By the way, the ability to just like have a beat in your head and stay on that beat mm-hmm. while well, you're just, you know, making it up as you go along. Things I will never be able to do. Yeah. Uh, but. Hold on for stupid. Stupid, the uh, parody cover is coming. Oh, I'm so excited for it. But back to the real news. Uh, so
0: Roger Stone, you've heard us talk about him before. Uh,
1: what was his position in the administration?
0: He wasn't really I don't think he had an official position yeah. per se. I think he was more like Trump gadfly. Yes. If, if that yeah. makes any sense, like. The gadfly uh, is the type of person who just sort of hangs around. He's in the in the ether of what's going on, but yeah. he's not necessarily an official part.
1: And uh, a Republican hanger on for his entire life. Yeah, uh, has a giant Nixon tattoo on his back, right?
0: Yeah, it, I it's. <laughs> Uh, I like the John Oliver line of "It's too big and not big enough at the same time."
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely right. Uh, but so uh, you know, as we were trying to perform it, you'll see him over here to my side. If you don't know who he is, and you may not recognize this particular picture because he's not wearing, you know, the the blacked-out dark shades that make him seem like some sort of insect that yeah. he would usually His penguin look, wear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but In a
0: world full of Bond villains, between Elon <laughs> Musk and Roger Stone
1: and uh the hunger games villain of elon musk's mother like things are 2020's wild man it's wild we need uh, a batman <laughs> uh didn't eminem play a batman-esque character at some point no oh, he was robin but, yeah to dr dre's batman yeah that's so right. we need
0: to get dr dre doing shit that's a that's that's where we come around on well this.
1: we should have started him nine years ago because it's <laughs> gonna take forever at this point Trump will be out of office no matter what Back to the topic. Roger Stone. So the reason we're talking about him this week is not because he entered prison, which, by the way, should have been the news round about these times. We're talking about him because just as he was about to enter prison, President Trump saw fit to commute his entire sentence. Mm -hmm. And unlike General Flynn, who also was commuted or... I don't know if he was commuted or just... um, So there's a difference. Commutation means that you...
0: Are You're still guilty, but you don't do the jail, basically. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then I can't remember if Flynn was like... Uh, I don't think he pardon. was pardoned. No. Or so clemency, maybe? Maybe clemency. Yeah. These all have very different meanings, but right. I think to Trump, it's just like, yeah, you know, give him the, give him the thing. The get thing him out of jail. Yeah. get him the get
0: out of jail free card.
1: And I think you put this super uh, succinctly in, in our discussions ahead of time. So General Flynn took a deal. Yeah. Uh, they had him dead to rights on lying, uh, perjuring himself, because... He basically gave two different pieces of testimony at different times. Yeah. So you're, you've perjured yourself, and he admitted to that, and then eventually was granted clemency or a pardon from Trump. Yeah. Roger Flynn pushed uh, his Roger trial. Roger Stone. Roger Stone. Yeah. Roger Stone pushed his trial to a jury. Yeah. And you said in the in our pre-show discussions, like the
0: oh-so-rare federal jury. Yeah. Too.
1: Which, by the way, imagine getting called for that, and <laughs> you're just like, oh, this is easy. I'm not going to have it. Nope. Nine-week trial yeah. for Roger Stone. <laughs> awesome. Uh, but he sat there, he was a good boy, he didn't name any names, and he let them tear him apart, knowing that if he did that, he would get a commutation from Trump. Yeah. they made him sweat it out a little bit, because the trial ended in the fall, and he was supposed to report for jail this time of year, or maybe early... Sp- time has no meaning anymore, I can't <laughs> remember when the trial I ended. I
0: think he was sentenced recently, but it was one of those sentences that only rich people get, which is the, we're sentencing you to prison, come sometime around July and we'll <laughs> we'll fit you in. Turn like, yourself
1: in sometime in the summer. We're
0: going to give you a quarter to get your finances in order before you have to go away to jail. Just let us know if July works for you and <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh what it must be like. <laughs> we'll get you
0: we'll get you in there Q3. <laughs>
1: Listen, I am not one to say I'm not a beneficiary of white uh, privilege, but not even we can claim that kind of white privilege. <laughs> That's just a whole different level. Uh, but yeah, so he it, it, it came time for him to turn himself in, and Trump made him sweat all the way to essentially when that time came, and then commuted uh, commuted his sentence. So yeah. now uh, he will not have to serve a day. I think I think you're right in so much as he remains guilty, right? But uh, he doesn't have to serve the time.
0: I think I think they're uh, maybe in Barr's mind because I, I think Bill Barr was against the idea of. Uh, commuting a sentence yes. at all because it didn't look good, yes, uh, sure. which, welcome <laughs> welcome to 2020, Bill Barr. <laughs> Finally, you've learned a little bit of what looks good and what doesn't look good. But And, and
1: by the way, still doesn't have a good grasp on it because half the <laughs> things he does doesn't look good, but that's okay. All I right, guess the broken clock it. is
0: right twice a day. So. You're getting it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, w- what really bothers me is that it's the statements that come out after the fact so the white house released a statement going you know oh, he was guilty of being a part of the witch hunts that you know ensnared so many innocent people in its grasp and blah 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 and i the, the part that you know roger stone was found guilty like it, he went to trial and was found guilty uh flynn twice to a judge said i am guilty of the things that, yes <laughs> or, i mean i mean. Flynn, F- Flynn was before sentencing. I feel like you know it,
1: because he took the deal on the stuff they knew they had him on, yeah. to avoid all the other stuff that they didn't have him on.
0: Right, but twice he was. I mean, like it, it was basically uh, to use a football metaphor. Metaphor on the one yard line of him going to jail. Like yeah. it was, they, they were at the, finishing up the last little steps. They were trying to figure out which quarter he was going to enter jail into. They were at yeah. that part of the because the remember
1: <laughs> he struck a deal and then they found out that he lied in his statement of facts that gave him the deal. So they added charges and then he struck another deal where he had to be entirely truthful. Right. And he was, but because that he agreed to take the perjury charges rather than, Oh, and, uh, being an unregistered foreign agent. I feel like that was the other one too, yeah. right? For Turkey. Maybe. Yeah. Um, then he didn't have to talk about all the Trump stuff and be a good boy and don't talk about Trump and then he'll get rid of your sins. Right. And he did for both of them. Although, Flynn got it shortly after his sentencing rather than, like, just before he was going to be reporting. Right. Uh, and I, I really wanted to talk about this because not only has it been, you know, 122 days since Brianna Taylor was murdered and her killers are still walking around free among us. Yeah. In fact, uh, they've been fired, but they are qualified to be police somewhere else in the country. Right. Um, if somebody, you know, doesn't have Google. But,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> But there's some there's some police department somewhere in the country that's just like, yeah, we'll take them.
1: Looking for cops <laughs> we'll, like that. We, we're the
0: safe harbor for every awful cop you've ever known. You could make
1: the argument that would be the LAPD. They're like, <laughs> what? Yeah, we'll take him, it's fine. But uh I really wanted the, the the thing that's so stark is that uh I was reminded this week of Khalif Browder. Yeah. Who was a young man who I believe when he first entered prison was under eighteen. He was in Rikers Island for three and a half years, two and a half of which was in solitary confinement awaiting trial. And if you look through the record, it's just like state request postponement, state request postponement. They go there on trial day and the Mm. state's like, oh, our witness, our cop witness is not available. And apparently what they never revealed to the judge is the guy was on the lamb. One of their, one of their witnesses wasn't really a cop; he was a CI, and he went on the lam to Mexico, and they couldn't get him back. Meanwhile, uh, and he was charged with the second degree assault, a, a, a robbery, and second degree assault, and he just waited in jail mm. for three and a half years for a charge that. Then he was released because finally they were forced to admit that they could not get this guy on extra, extradited back to the U.S. as a witness. Because there was no charges against the CI. They just needed him as a witness. Yeah. But apparently, there may have been in another jurisdiction, which is why he didn't want to come back. Yeah. Uh, so, Khalif Browder never found guilty of any crime, pre trial detainment for three and a half years, and then later on committed suicide after coming back into society. And mm-hmm. no one knows the reasons why these things happen. It's it's a, someone's very personal decision, but we can maybe take from that it's hard to go from solitary <laughs> confinement. For two and a half years,
0: that perhaps that perhaps the things that led to this wouldn't have accelerated to the point where he would have made that kind of decision if not for. In,
1: in the documentary, he n- talks about doing things in prison that he was not that guy. But you got to do what you got to do to survive in prison. Yeah. So if he hadn't been on pre-fraud detention, he wouldn't have had to do those things, and maybe it would not have led to his death.
0: Well, I mean, like I I think a lot too about like you know. People who were in the Gun Trace Task Force uh, wake, the people who are arrested by the officers, yeah. there's all these stories of you're in jail on a bail of $10,000 and $10,000 is impossible. $1,000 to get a bail bondsman is in- impossible for some yeah. of these people. And they know that at the end of the day, all the cops have to do is come in and testify and say, oh, I found drugs in his car. And there's not really shit he can do about it, even if he knows in his mind there were no drugs in the car. And you can make this argument in court like the cops are lying to you and I'm not going to do this. And then at some point towards the end of the trial, your lawyer looks at you and says, listen, it's not going well. Yeah, we have an offer on the table. You could be looking at two years if you take the plea or 10 years if you if you don't. And I can't guarantee you that you won't get 10 years. So you might want to think about the plea. And then you take the plea, and then all of a sudden, after the fact, uh, uh, the day you go into jail, they find that the cop was planting drugs on people. Yes. And they're dismissing cases left and right. But you pleaded guilty because you took the plea. So it doesn't matter. your effort of trying to get that guilty plea on a plea deal taken away is so much more difficult than if you had just fought the case and lost it and sentenced to 10 years and then getting out early as opposed to... Pleading guilty to something that you didn't do to save yourself years on the back end.
1: I watched the Outcry documentary, which is about this kid in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh basically that he does go to trial, he's found guilty, but he's facing two charges of super aggravated sexual assault of a child. 25 to life for both charges. Yeah. And the deal that the state offers him is to run concurrent, not subsequent. Yeah. And he's like, His attorney's like, listen, so here's what you're facing. Um, The rest of your life or just most of it? What do you feel like here? And he's like, no, no deal, no deal. So then he, uh, when he's found guilty, he then says, all right, state's coming back to us again. If you waive your right to appeal, then... They'll argue for concurrent not not subsequent or yeah. goddamn i can't remember what the other term is Con- uh consecutive consecutive yeah not uh, concurrent not consecutive so he does take that deal and then essentially the state uses that against him for the rest of the time he's said he's innocent the whole time and they're like well if he's really in- innocent
0: why would he take that deal like
1: well, you already found him guilty this is it- the way he could get out of jail <laughs> at some point the
0: other thing is too just like you know, like it, anyone who's listening to us doesn't, is, is well aware of our discussions about how improper and unfair the justice yeah. system is. Uh, but I, I think so often about Keith Davis specifically because he's got a medical condition, yeah. meaning that he was shot in the face <laughs> and he is slowly dying from it. And yeah, he didn't never, have that before he met the Baltimore yeah, City Police. And has department. never had the opportunity to properly have that, uh, mended. And, uh, it seems like, uh, you know, I'm sure the state's attorney will make a different argument for it. But it seems like uh, they're trying to do anything they can to keep his time in jail as long as possible in hopes that he succumbs to his injuries finally before they actually go to court and realize that this whole thing is a house of cards. Yeah. And I mean, like the worst part is that at his most recent at the most recent uh, court hearing, they basically said this is all bullshit. Like That 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 guilty plea doesn't mean anything because there are so many things that went wrong in the state's prosecution of him along this progress that you are going to have to start all over again, which would
1: mean charging him
0: for a sixth time? Yes. This would be the sixth. Yeah.
1: Now remember, he was found guilty of one charge on the first trial. Right. Which made no sense because he wasn't found of being... uh, He was found in being... uh, In being... uh, Firing a weapon... Which as a previous he had a previous conviction, so he wasn't supposed to be in possession of a weapon. So by default, firing it, that gives him a guilt he has to go to jail. But the jury did not find him guilty of being in possession of a weapon. Right. Only firing the weapon. And it's that he like, didn't have
0: a possession of it. How yeah. does that
1: make any sense? But apparently there was some negotiating back in the jury room and they're like, All right, you think he's guilty of something? Let's make a deal on one of these charges. Yeah. And come to find out in the fifth trial, now the fifth one, that uh, the state had exculpatory evidence the entire time, and didn't let it. Nobody knew about it until. But I mean, like he's right
0: this very second. He's in jail, oh, yeah. and it's only because COVID basically has kept him from being able to go in and do normal court business to get out of jail. Yep. Hopefully, up in you know, like get bail until his next trial, uh, which would be a humongous difference in his life. But nobody cares about people like Keith Davis Jr. Nope. It, it's only what you, what connection you have, and you know, it's it, the problem is that, you know, with Trump, he could be commuting sentences all over the place like normal people do of people that nobody knows about. Yep. Gary Baxter, the guy who is an investment banker for Bear Stearns that, you know, murdered some guy in Puerto Rico. And we're trying to we thought he was kind of fucked. And, you know, nobody knows who he is. So when he gets commuted, like nobody has questions. Yeah. But you when, you, for- when you commute Roger Stone, yeah. <laughs> it's a different level of uh of uh notoriety that comes with that kind of decision
1: also you commute roger stone weeks after you let the state of texas execute someone who has been found to be actually innocent however so uh this is another thing i learned by the documentary a court the lower court can find you to be actually innocent but unless you get a unanimous verdict by the court of appeals (laughs) you're not found to be innocent. So this guy got the lower court to agree he was actually innocent. And then he had a four, a five to four decision against actual innocence in the criminal court of appeals. And then Trump again, had the opportunity to step in and be like, okay, he fought a writ. Uh, well, let's postpone the execution. Yeah. And I'm going to step in because something's amiss here. Yeah. No, no, just going to let him kill that guy. Um, and uh, instead, he commuted Roger Stone, his buddy. So uh, the lesson really is that uh, what I learned a long time ago: politics is about money. Money is about politics, and uh, always the Twain shall meet. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, but I guess uh, let's move to to other newsworthy news. Uh, speaking of courts, yes. Um, the uh, the state of Sequoia is making a comeback, <laughs> and I asked Corey about Sequoia earlier, and I doubt that anyone listening to us right now, knows what the state of Sequoia is. But uh, uh, my uh, ancestors, if you want to call them that, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very distant and on one side of my family are um, formerly North Carolina Cherokee, moved Trail of Tears to southwestern Missouri, northeastern Arkansas, Cherokee. Um, And they stopped there. A lot of people were moved a little further west, which puts them in Oklahoma. That was where most of the eastern Indians were initially put Before, a lot of them were murdered, and then they were moved further west to uh, Arizona and Nevada and places like that. Um, But seeing an end around... So the Cherokee were the only ones that had a written language uh, as a tribe at Mm. that time. And they were more educated, and a lot of them went and learned at English schools and then went and taught the tribesmen. And uh, they saw an end around to this whole reservation system. And seeing that they were about to get screwed over with the... uh, uh, oklahoma land rush they petitioned congress to become a state and congress actually considered it for a while until they said wait a second y'all are indians <laughs> not citizens we got to be freedmen in order to why do
0: you have any expectation of this land that we stole <laughs>
2: no
1: yeah we're just going to steal it again yeah. it for the second time yeah. in three generations and move you further west um and so they denied it and what was going to be sequoia became the rest of oklahoma Land, Rush, etc. So uh, we bring that up because uh, the Supreme Court, in a hard headline to read, <laughs> um, basically ruled that... Well, the
0: problem is nobody's really talking about what the case is about, just yes. what the implications are about. Everything I read was implications. Nothing was about the case. Did you get down in the case? Yeah. It's uh, dirty business. So uh, basically what happened here was uh, there was a criminal case. Uh, we will get into details later. But there was a criminal case where... Uh, The state of Oklahoma pressed charges against a Native American uh, within the boundary of what is considered the reservation, which is most of Oklahoma, the eastern half of Oklahoma. So,
1: So this actually is the funny thing. He was on a part of the actual reservation. That's the thing. Yeah. So the crime occurred on the smaller reservation portion. Right. His argument in court was to go beyond that because what his lawyer smartly or not, I guess smartly now said was not only did the crime occur on the reservation, but the place where you tried to charge him is part of this 1835 reservation and the courthouse where the hearings were held were on the reservation. So none of this is legitimate and, uh, People started well, saying, yeah, I guess. <laughs> my
0: favorite my favorite part of, of the Supreme Court is when uh, they look at something and they say, all right, so we have a written agreement between the federal government that this is going to be a reservation. And then we have 200 years of law where people just ignore whatever was written before it. And just make up their own thing as mm-hmm. we go. But unfortunately, there has to be a law at some point that gets us from this point to this point. So everything that happened beyond this point is now gone. And this reservation is only really able to be uh, policed by federal authorities or reservation, you know, like the, native authorities. And you And know?
1: again, the reservation is essentially half of Oklahoma. Yeah, it's Tulsa. The and Eastern we're in half. Tulsa. <laughs>
2: You have, like,
0: diplomatic immunity now.
1: (laughs) And uh, just to be clear, though, so any people who are American citizens living in that area are free to be policed by local authorities. Yes. However, uh, due to early treaties with the Native Americans, they were deemed to be non-Americans. They are citizens of the nation state of whatever tribe they are in. And we did this. So we could fuck them over and take their land. And that was the thing. It's like, well, you're not American, so you have no rights. To tell
0: us what we can do. We're American.
1: <laughs> we are making an agreement with a with an enemy state. And if at some point we don't want to honor that, well, much like our agreement with the Spanish about Florida yeah. and the French about, you know, this area. It doesn't matter. It's, we're just going to do what we want to do. Would have been smarter for them to just be like, okay. All you tribesmen, we're bringing you in, making you American citizens. Scrooge you in the short term, you can find a legal way around it. It's the harder way mm-hmm. at the time. But So yeah, So uh, if you are, let's just say, white, and yeah. you're living in eastern Oklahoma, your local town still has authority on you. However, much as you say, if you are a member of a Native American tribe, you essentially have diplomatic immunity, and you <laughs> flash your little badge that says, nope, I'm a member of <laughs> the uh, eastern uh, Chickataw tribe, and they're like, oh, All right, on your way. Yeah, because unless they are a Indian Affairs Bureau, which I feel like changed their name recently, because I—if not, they probably should. It's not Indian Affairs. It's I
0: think I think it turned Native something. Native something, yeah. yeah.
1: Native American, Aleutian Islander,
0: (laughs) Office of Native—I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But
1: so what was formerly the Indian Affairs Bureau has police just like everything in the. The federal government has a police force, and they can police the reservation. The FBI, I guess, theoretically could police the reservation. You
0: could you could fe- uh, do federal charges against somebody on yes. the reservation.
1: Um, or your local, uh, by local, I mean your reservation yeah. can have its own police force authorized by the federal government, and they can bring charges against you. Right. Which essentially take the power of the federal government down to the reservation level so yeah. uh, or to the, your local tribe level. And it's like, yeah, you're charged in front of the, you know, seven elders, but they're using, they're wielding the power of the U.S. government through agreement. Yeah. Um, so they can charge
0: you if they want. But, um, but where this case started yeah. Yeah. is uh, a case of child rape. Um, and basically the argument being that uh, n- not whether or not the crime was committed, but whether or not, uh they had the right to bring the charges in the first place and like you said i it 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 seems very plausible to me that this is just one of those cases that works its way up and you know judges as they get it are like i don't like the subject matter but i have i see an opportunity to fast track this thing for bigger courts and if you are if you're a lawyer in a case like this if you are a uh judge anywhere along the line on a case like this, you eat out on cases like this. Yeah. This, this helps raise your, your profile and get you to bigger things. Uh, Sonia Sotomayor famously became a national known quantity in judicial circles when she ruled on Major League Baseball and yeah. their, their ninety four strike. Uh, that is what propelled her from small little judge in New York to much bigger things from there
1: yeah and I think the other portion of this is apparently uh these are judgeships filled by Bush and uh Trump, yeah. and you find amongst those folks a lot of um a lot of Brett Kavanaugh's, uh, a lot of ironically Roberts before you know recently, yeah, um but a lot of guys who are uh, alitos. Not Alito. Um, Damn, who am I thinking of? Scalia. A lot of Scalia's. Very strict constructionist guys who are just like, no, wait a second. We have this treaty. Mm -hmm. And then I got a lot of like meandering nonsense, but no laws and no more treaties. And as soon as you have a treaty, it's a foreign nation. So a judge's decision doesn't mean anything. We're just going to ignore that. Yeah. And I'm going to look for a law or another treaty and not finding any. I go strict construction, which means the treaty is still the thing that controls. And because we're the Supreme Court, we don't care what anybody else <laughs> says. We're going to say what we want to say. And um, the lower courts, I think, did a a job, good or not, of saying, like, I'm looking at the Supreme Court and I'm seeing what's up there and saying, like, I would always say that this is a uh, strict constructionist goes back to the treaty. But now I'm thinking I might be held up on appeal up to the next court. So I'm going to stick with that. Yes. Strict construction. Yeah. Let's go.
0: And it worked all yeah. the
1: way up to uh, Supreme Court. So
0: Well, and it's just fascinating because uh, the, we're at the end of the session now, right? Yeah. Is that we're officially done with the session? I think that was the last case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we also had cases before the court uh, since we last spoke about Trump's taxes and what is allowed and not allowed. Uh, the cases in the Southern District of New York uh, are allowed to go through, uh, or so much so that Trump is not allowed to block uh, the access to these yes. documents. He might do some sort of thing. Well, it's going to take me five months to get all my documents together. Not much you can do about that. But you know, I you know I, you could hypothetically send down federal agents to Trump's accountant and yes. take it by force. But uh, something tells me that they're going to be a little bit more diplomatic about the situation at the moment, since most of the Southern District and Eastern District of New York are getting fired wholesale by Bill Barr. Um, you mean uh, they're
1: retiring after they hear on Twitter that they're about <laughs> to get fired?
0: Retiring to a farm upstate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the the other side too is the the side where Congress is allowed to have access to these documents, but then the the way they sort of nudged it was yes, Congress has the right to oversee the pre you know has has oversight powers mm-hmm. in the federal government uh, and over the executive branch, but. Uh, Not just carte blanche. You can't just say, I want all the financial records and then find something. And within, you have to say, I'm looking at financial records that would lead to a, you know, we are under the assumption that Trump took a large bribe. So now we're looking for bribes. Now we're looking for what was the bribe, like where in the financial documents is the bribe. But you have to have evidence of the bribe before you can go looking for it in.
1: Listen, there's a lot of congressmen. There's a lot of allegations. Let's break up into team three and we'll grab some documents. I really think
0: at this point, though, the Democrats are so far away from holding Trump accountable. Like impeachment didn't help them at all, Uh, mostly because everyone knew that it was just going to not work in the end. Yeah. And I, I just feel like nobody has the stomach to bring Trump up on bullshit, even though he's done nothing but you know, ratchet of the bullshit sense. There there's also uh, a level of
1: there's a level of hubris that he's doing so poorly. Yeah. Come November he's out anyway, so we're just gonna let it ride. Try to keep the reins, keep the cart on the road. Right. Until we get Joe.
0: He's the then- drunk guy struggling to get to his bed. Yes. And you're just like Why are we going to put him out of his misery?
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) you know.
0: Let him stumble to the end.
1: (laughs) It's a cop who finds you stumbling down a sidewalk and just follows you back to your door. Make sure you don't get in a car on the way there. And just, eh, once he's in his door, it's fine. Let him go. (laughs) Um, But uh, while we're on the topic, uh, well, kind of on the topic there, I wanted to allow you to transition into your other Native American story of the week. Since we're talking about a lot of Native American issues recently.
2: Yeah.
1: So go ahead.
0: Are we doing the... Oh, I
1: suppose, <laughs> yeah, wait. So I guess it's not only just a uh, Native American story, but it is also a sports ball
0: story. I don't want to rob people of a drop.
1: I mean, it's the only one we have, so... <laughs> so where's that for you so, consideration? Uh,
0: right? uh, <laughs> State's about to get shut down. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we talked about it last week. We've talked about it before. Uh, But now it is official. As of today, the Redskins have announced that they are going to retire the name Redskins and the logos and all assorted uh, things of the sort. There's no announcement of a new name or new anything at this point. At this point, I don't even know if the NFL would allow them to, like, print up new jerseys and have new helmets and stuff like that. They might have to just go with, like, a blank burgundy uniform. (laughs) Like... I think one of their uniforms just has stripes. Like, it yeah. doesn't have the, the arrow or anything problematic on it. So, perhaps they just wear striped jerseys with no helmet logo.
1: WFC in a, sir- a white Or maybe circle. the
0: old Radio Shack yeah. logo or whatever yeah. it is they had. Uh, it, it, we'll see. I,
1: I, I like they Radio did. Shack, a reference that half the listenership does not understand.
0: <laughs> well, that that's the thing. So, the... <laughs> The Redskins, over the course of the their long history as the Redskins, was uh, always trying to find the reason why nobody was offended by this whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's not that I think that every single Native American heard Redskins and like you know immediately shuddered and couldn't couldn't get past it. It's just that it's what bothers me about redskins in particular was it just felt like it was co-opting everything that was about being being a native american and using it as a theme towards an experience you know like um much like the braves with the tomahawk chop and everything like that and the, oh and everything they have built so much of the experience of going to the braves game about yeah. being doing the chop in front of everybody you know like a 30,000 people and stuff like that and doing fake Indian chants and everything like that. And it's just, it's, I was trying to make the example of Roberto. Roberto. He, 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 he was one of the people who doesn't get why they have to change their name. And I'm just like, you know, if there was a, if there was a team that had a Latino slur in it. Yeah. And it's not the worst in the world, but it's, you know. San Antonio,
1: uh, exactly the word that you thought I was about to say.
0: Yes, <laughs> the one I, the one I used in a private conversation <laughs> with Roberto, but not on the podcast. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, and you know the um, no, but I'm saying you if their if their mascot was the uh, the the road sign of the three. Yeah, Family yeah, yeah, running yeah. across the highway. Or I was yeah. saying
0: like, you know, like you would you wouldn't be as upset maybe about like whatever they used as the name of the team, even if it was just like the, the Los Angeles Mexicans. Right. Yeah. Like you wouldn't be offended necessarily by the name Mexicans. But what what really bothered a lot of people was the co-opting of everything that was seen as co-optable by a largely white audience. And that that has always been my. If you have a a Los Angeles Mexicans team, and then you have people doing the Mexican hat dance in the parking lot while drinking Budweisers, yeah, you know, like it it doesn't say you know. Or if like every that time you get that only flies it, on May
1: fifth, all right, it's the only <laughs> day we're allowed to do that. It's
0: it's. I guess I'm glad that that we finally gotten to this point. I'm a little bit upset that it took literally corporate interest money to get it to. I mean. I wonder if if uh, if it wasn't a coronavirus year and Snyder wasn't thinking about the fact that he's not going to be able to get any gates oh, yeah. from fans coming in. Not and a, he's just like, be. I can't also lose $200 million from advertisers. Like yeah. Maybe I could lose some advertisers if I was going to have full houses every week, but I can't compete with both of them. Yeah, and uh,
1: if I could call on the fan base to be like, if you really want to keep the name, we need to pack this house every <laughs> oh, week. have a week. Kickstarter
0: going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, And I want to say, I I think we've lost him during the uh, episode here, but uh, Tony Steele, who's been a guest of the podcast before, just putting Redskins in the title of the episode, brought uh, Tony Steele out for the uh, episode, and he claims to have a pressure valve. I hope he comes back to let us know what his pressure valve is. But uh, just like Tony, if you're watching on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube, you can put a comment wherever you're uh, listening to us, and it'll pop up right here, and we can discuss so, if you have a pressure valve, a fix for this uh, situation, let us know. Um, let me tell you what I don't think is going to fix it. Holding 35% of players' salaries. I don't think that's going to be a fix for no. anything that uh, they're trying to do right
0: now. It's a, I, I just don't get, like... I get why you, you as an organization, are trying to uh, recoup some costs if, you're not, if your business is not operating at peak potential. Yeah. But... Literally nowhere else in the world does this happen like this. Uh, If I have a restaurant and I'm always busy on Saturdays, Uh, I don't take reservations, but just people always come in on Saturdays. So I have extra people come in, extra staff ready Mm -hmm. to work. Uh, If nobody shows up that day, there's a parade and they didn't know about it. It's still paying all these people. I'm not like, well, we had less customers. I'm giving you less money. They might get less money in like tips or something like that. All right. That. Well,
1: I mean, see, you're avoiding the fact that you're going to pay them two thirty-five an hour, and <laughs> they'll just make nothing in tips. Right. Well, I mean,
0: uh, at the restaurant I worked at, we paid a, a reasonable, oh, true, true. yes, yeah. a reasonable minimum, <laughs> a usual minimum wage, not a unreasonable server minimum. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, I I don't know. I just. I think that the there are clear delineations between teams that. I feel like are doing this with uh, the right intention in their heart, if you will, and the ones who aren't. So we talked about the Seminoles, the, the Florida, Florida state came to an agreement with the Seminole tribe. Yep. And, uh, uh, the Blackhawks, I didn't know the whole story before, but boy, am I glad I know now yeah. that the Blackhawks that they're referring to is an actual native tribe. American by the, no, no, just a, a single guy by the name of Black Hawk. Oh, Right. Who was a great Indian hero in the Illinois area, and it was there you go. It, I don't know. It'd be like if Baltimore had a John Waters or something like that. Oh, they, were, yeah. they were honoring a a a person, and they called the team the Blackhawks. They put his likeness on the logo.
1: So the logo is a specific person.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be not a specific just a person. Generalized, apparently. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. So. Uh, you know, to me that seems more reasonable because you're you're honoring somebody. You're yeah. You're you know, it's not. Uh, then there's nothing particularly, you know, like the Indians using Chief Chief Wahoo as the logo. That yeah. one is like yeah. You know, yeah. if it if it was Chief Much Respect or something like that, then I think it would be easier to say we are respecting the culture. But when you call it a Wahoo, yeah. Like, also, if Chief Wahoo
1: didn't look like Andy Rooney doing yellow face, doing red face. I mean yeah. then it probably would be a little better too. So
0: But I mean like just the the language that goes with how these teams have been have been categorized to is the is the other side of it. Uh and I feel like everyone has their own line. Specifically with the with you know the redskins, there there have been many polls that have been put out over the years where the percentage of Native Americans has been low as far as the how offended are you scale mm-hmm. on this thing but i i really do feel like it 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 hurts nobody except for dan snyder who deserves it so i i don't i don't see why we're not i will say doing that a
1: lot of the i so i read a little bit up on this this week uh a lot of the polls guess who did
0: the polls well the redskins the yeah. redskins <laughs> did the polls yeah
1: and they
0: uh well they also said like well native american drew the logo so Yeah, if yeah. He, if he didn't think it was offensive, then uh know. yeah. So it's really inter go back if But if the first the first time that there was an honest attempt by anybody to try and get the name changed was a Native American group in nineteen seventy two. Yeah. And then throughout the years there were different there was a uh, they were trying to get the trademark turned over in ninety one and it got really close to to going through yeah. and then at the last minute it was saved by some upper court. Uh, at more recent years, the, the trademark had been removed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was success in that regard, but you know, this is not a new issue. <laughs> no. And, uh, the, the, going through the history is very, very interesting
1: about how, uh, the Jack Kent cook was the one who changed the logo and he did it essentially as a pressure valve. He was just like, we're going to get a, an actual native American person to draw us a thing, pay him immensely for it. And then that way, it's you know not just the, the word with an R in a circle. It's, yeah. the, uh, a I suppose, like a Blackhawks idea. We're going to honor them through uh, having this image. And then Snyder, apparently, right after he, did, he bought the team, did polling, and they called 768 Native Americans, asked them one question in the poll, yeah. and then he's been standing on that poll for like 10 years. And it's like, wait, wait. so you called up a guy, and you're like, hey, you're Native American, right? The were there, Redskins is that a slur to you? No. Okay. Cool. Thanks. And you hung up. Like that's all you did. Yeah. You didn't set up anything to try and get more information. Um, and then you just use that as strong as you can. Right. Forever. Yeah. I. Mean, <sighs> I, I.
0: I never. I never saw, uh, heard the name Redskins and like shuddered. Like you know, liberal sensibility never never overtook me with it. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, I also recognized. That doesn't seem like it fits the same way that other ones do, you know, like Rams. There's no real there's not, never going to be a point where we go like, you know, like, well, we got to get all these Rams off of our sports teams. Uh, because- I don't know. <laughs> when the vegetarians take over, man, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> and like, did one more thing? Did you see the 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 barstool tweet that I, I retweeted there? Uh, me, which, which there there is a truly remarkable image on Twitter right now. And I have to uh, share this with Rob real quick. OK. Uh, it was, uh, the most popular team in every state. Okay. Okay. And I just want to, uh, give you a couple and just see if you can, if you can quickly name to me the most popular team in these states. Okay. Uh, uh, cross um,
1: sports or on any, any
0: pro or, uh, college team. Oh. And okay. I will tell you that there are a couple. So for instance, I'm not going to ask you this one, but the most popular sports team in Montana is the Yankees. Yes. So it's not like there's a Montana team yeah. to really root for, but apparently the Yankees are really, really popular. There. Okay, uh, but I'm gonna give you a couple that are the teams of the state in which they play. Or, okay, easy one up up front, Maryland. I, see, I want to say, I want to say Ravens. It is the Ravens. Okay, okay,
1: but then the problem is like Terrapins. Like, as if you throw college teams in, I know way more people who. Like, claim to be Terrapins fans. Like yeah. Been claimed to be Ravens fans.
0: But how about DC?
1: The District of Columbia? Mm hmm. Nationals?
0: No. It's the uh, Capitals.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. The
0: Nationals, Wait, did I, get Virginia, though.
1: I thought you said uh, major sports. My fault. Okay. Now, <laughs> now I'm in the right mindset. Go all
0: right. Ahead. Now I'm going to throw you some curveballs. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Yes. Texas. Uh, it's not the Longhorns? No. It is the Houston Astros.
1: Okay. <laughs> I wait, was
0: like, wait, wait! I was like a little bit surprised by that one. Did uh, are we sure that's an accurate polling? <laughs> Did the, were there bangs when people were answering yeah, questions? Did, yeah. Uh This is this one. Uh, I I hope you never get. Okay. Most popular sports team in Florida.
1: See, I, I immediately go away from it. Can't be professional sports, so I I start thinking uh, Gators. Could
0: it? Could it be a professional? There's sport? no way. <laughs>
1: uh okay, so but could it be? No. Gate it's got to be the Gators. The
0: Miami Marlins. Are you, according to this is the most popular sports team in Florida.
1: Did they poll 12 people in <laughs> Florida? Like what's the There's no way.
0: Did they poll just the Marlins? Again,
1: so the Florida Gators game becomes the like the fourth largest city in Florida. Yeah, when they have a game on Saturday. Yeah, in
0: Gainesville, it becomes the fourth largest city in the state. <sighs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> just just two more, real okay, quick. Okay. Uh Arizona and 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 to Roberto here. Like what? Um. Do you- see now,
1: I would go to the Cardinals over any of the, the college sports, but
0: I'm probably wrong about that. You are in fact wrong about that. Yeah. The Arizona Coyotes apparently are the most popular team in Arizona. A team that I almost certainly – did you probably didn't even know they were the Arizona Coyotes now, no. right? You no, thought they I, were Phoenix maybe still? Oh, even right, if yes. if you knew they were the Phoenix Coyotes? I, I, knew,
1: I knew that they were the Coyotes. Uh, I didn't know that they were the, ever the Phoenix Coyotes. I just assumed they were the Arizona Coyotes. No. All right. Now
0: there's this – By the one, way,
1: that is an NHL team for those of you who may not know who the Coyotes are.
0: This one this one will flabbergast you. Okay. California. Now keep in mind, big state. We got San Francisco. Yep we got yep. L.A. we yep. got a lot of ground to cover here.
1: Now, immediately based on your results, I want to say Clippers because I just feel like Clippers is the response that I would not expect.
0: Believe it or not, there is an answer that is more unexpected. Hmm.
1: Um, Oakland Raiders. No. Okay.
0: The Los Angeles chargers you are out of your
1: mind apparently is the most popular you are out state. of your
0: mind somebody please look at this fucking thing it is unbelievable to me i was flabbergasted when i saw i that. question everything about that <laughs> survey
1: There is no way. I have not
0: met two people who are Chargers fans.
1: There are more Yankees fans in California than there are Chargers fans.
0: uh, The the tweet in particular I saw, no way y'all just said the Chargers are the most popular team in Cali with a straight face.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that alone. See, I thought you were going to pull up, like, Alabama. No. Alabama gets weird because there, there are a lot of baseball fans, so you kind of want to say Braves. I'm almost sure. Yeah, it's, it's Auburn? It's Bama. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Roll Tide
0: or ba- or uh, Auburn. Yeah. Um, But then there's other ones like uh, Missouri, where the Blues are the most popular team. But... You also have the Cardinals, which is, like, one of the most loyal fan bases. Right. But then and then in New York, it's not the Yankees. It's not the Mets. It's not the Giants. It's not the Jets. It's the Bills, according to this thing. So, now,
1: and I'll tell you why those make sense, why Missouri and New York make sense. Because there are multiple teams. There's Royals, Cardinals. There's Chiefs and not, how the, not Rams How the anymore. Chiefs
0: aren't more popular than the Blues, though?
1: Well, because the, uh, there are a lot of hockey fans in, in uh, Missouri. And they only have the blues to cheer for. Yeah, I guess so. And the bills have the entirety of upstate New York. Yeah. While New York city is split on football. It's split on hockey. It's split on baseball, everything. Yeah. So when you're talking about raw numbers, literally all they have upstate is the bills, the bills. And when you get dummies to jump off vans and into tables, I immediately (laughs) think that's going to be the most popular team. So
0: true. I don't, I don't see Yankee fans in the legend suite jumping on flaming tables.
2: No, absolutely
1: not. Um, we had a couple other things, but you know what? Let's just uh, let's close up sports ball for now. How about that? Yeah, that right, sounds so. good to me.
2: And as a treat
1: for everybody, I'm going to go immediately into the four-year consideration drop. It's right there. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> uh, but I do want to talk quickly because it seems to be in the ethos. Not the ethos. The... Uh, ether? Ether right uh, now. And here's the problem. You say no. You say you haven't heard anything about it, but... Maybe it's just my work that I've heard so much about Quibi and Peacock and uh, HBO Max yeah. in the past week.
0: You did you
1: check and see if you have HBO Max?
0: No. Okay. I so I have HBO Go, ah. which is going away. Yes. Because they want you to switch over yeah, to HBO Max.
1: And I had now. Yeah. And I got they basically were like, "Thanks for paying for now for all this time. We're going to give you Go." And I'll I you- now I have Go i mean uh max, max now yeah. i have max yeah. i mean
0: it's the same price so there's no reason you wouldn't just yeah. have max yes uh my problem with max when it came out was that i have only a certain type i have a fire stick in the living room and i have a roku in the the bedroom yeah and neither one of those has hbo max on it yet uh okay so i don't really have a means to did watch it Did it. hbo now it did Okay, so the HBO
1: now on my Roku
0: yeah. updated to HBO Max. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe maybe they're trying to backdoor this one.
1: Literally? Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. It only the icon changed to Max. Hmm. Now, I don't know if I have all the content and if they're just like we're going to brand this until we figure this mother out. Um Yeah. But yeah. Well, the
0: problem was that HBO re- or, uh, Time Warner announced that they were going to uh, uh launch this service and they're just like it's gonna be amazing just like disney plus and netflix Hmm. and then it came time to negotiate the contracts to get them on the platforms and they're just like seems like you're seems like you're raking us over the coals roku and they're just like yeah yep Uh, you're a multi-billion dollar company that announced you're launching a new service and it's going to need our platform to get through so yes we are raking you across the coals yeah maybe you should have thought about working out the deal before you announced it Especially when you give us a date that you're going live and we're just going
1: to postpone as long as you yeah. want. Yeah, Listen, fine. we don't
0: need to have the app. I don't care.
1: So uh, HBO Max aside, I've been hearing a lot about Peacock. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if, again, that's just the world well, that I live in or not.
0: Well, Peacock is interesting to me because they have free ad-supported versions of what you're watching. Yeah. So uh, there is a way to watch Peacock without ads and you pay a certain amount a month. Uh, but then there's also, like, Peacock Free, essentially. Yeah. And having a free option in this world of, uh, you know, HBO Max is costing, what, like, $15 or something like that? $13? Uh, and, you I know, Disney's 10 and yeah. Netflix is 12 And, like, you're adding all these things up and eventually you're getting to the same thing as a bill. cable bill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plus it's I nice, pay for internet. It's nice to know that you have... Uh, that NBC is giving you basically a lot of the catalog for free, more or less. And you have to watch ads, and not even as many ads as you would watch if you were watching NBC on TV. Right, yeah. Uh, Now the question is, is the NBC library and the things that they have access to the type of thing that's going to make you constantly go check?
1: There are two shows on there. Yeah. Do you know what those two shows are?
0: Well, they're going to have The Office soon. They're going to have The Office. Yeah.
1: And then after that?
0: They have like the West Wing too, don't they? Oh, or is yeah, that HBO? Only you,
1: no, only you and I care about that. But yeah, that's <laughs> HBO Max, I think. Yeah, Friends is going over to Peacock. Oh, after is their it? current contract, so it won't be till next year. It's I like thought it was on No, no. It, it what may be now, but once whatever their current contract runs out, it comes back. Uh, according to a podcast that I was listening to, about I think
0: I think that is Peacock. incorrect information because I think the Friends deal for HBO Max was like. You know, a decade long and, mm. you know, $300 so, million dollars or the guess some, on, amount, amount, some insane amount of money. The
1: guest on the podcast I was listening to was basically like, no matter how much stuff you have, inevitably it gets down to like, oh, I need something new. And then you hit Friends 1-1 or Office 1-1. And that both of those series were going to be on Peacock. Yeah. Not immediately. Friend, or, uh, actually, The Office will be on immediately because. Um, I mean, they the, prob- ran out. the
0: problem with, you know, if you have a a lesser show, uh, not to pick on it because I loved it, but like Studio 60, yeah. right? That's an easy peacock one because nobody has been banging down the door to get the streaming rights for the one season of Studio 60.
1: Wow. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm saying, like, maybe nobody will have, like, a. There hasn't a been breaking, a big bidding war for it. Maybe so. We'll have a Breaking Bad where <laughs> so many people love it. They're like, sort can- of. Gotta-
0: we got to come back. Wait a minute. It's been 20 years. <laughs> Matthew Perry Matthew Perry, and Bradley Whitford? How did this work? Tara Paulson? <laughs> it's like a
1: star-studded extravaganza. <laughs> we need to get all these guys back together. Yeah. Um, but, it's, yeah, I, I mean, listen, it, it's going to have a lot of shows that are going to be that, like, if you don't really care what you watch and you just want to have something on, you don't have those shows.
0: If NBC has the rights to something and nobody is interested in trying to get the rights to it, to yeah. put it on Netflix or Hulu or anything like that, then... They're gonna find the way to get all these shows back and and work it, but I mean, a, a friends like show, you're gonna to have to pay for friends. Like that's just part of the
1: Mo- I, yeah. And I get I, there's like I said, no
0: there's no discount, there's no NBC discount for friends. When you would
1: say the same thing about The Office, though, right? It's the most watched thing on Netflix. They but paid it's going for to be, it though. It's gonna be on it's gonna
0: be on Peacock, right? But they're paying for. It. Oh, are they paying for it to be
1: yes. on Peacock? Oh, yes, a lot,
0: that. A significant amount of money.
1: Well, it's NBC that was NBC
0: Studios? Yeah, but. So, the this goes back to. Uh, oh, they have to compete, right? Yeah, so this they have go- to bid. This goes back to USV Paramount, That's right. which, uh, in, in terms of distribution of uh, properties that are individual corporations for the yeah. argument of uh, selling them and the rights distribution and stuff like that, you can't, as a fiduciary, take a lesser deal just because you have a pre existing relationship with, because everyone who has interest in the show is going to...
1: Not get paid
0: as much. Yeah, I mean, you could say, we're going to get a better spot on NBC and we're getting paid... Or Peacock, and we're getting paid $10 million less than we would in the HBO deal. Like, there's reasons why we would take one deal over the other. It's not all about money, but at the end of the day, if you were not looking out for your client, uh, the people who have uh, equity in the show, then...
1: I'm just going to... I'm going to put a big asterisk up there because also it's possible USV Paramount is uh, overturned in the next few years. Um that's more of a going
0: forward problem though
1: oh, that, oh that's also true because, because yeah. it would because the USB Paramount only applied to no no because it broke up the uh, the system the studio system so they could make
0: it retroactive right but so what what had what had been happening before was there would be uh, I come up with a show right mm-hmm. I come up with friends yeah uh, and I go to different networks but I have a relationship with some studio or some uh, entity mm-hmm. that will produce the show and create the show and release the show, but not necessarily distribute the show. Right. So I might work at Warner Brothers to create Friends, right? And I might film it at Warner Brothers Studios, and I, I their you know their team is in charge of production on the show, but then they sell it to NBC
1: and, and more to clearly air on NBC. More clearly, it could be ABC Studios produces it. Everything is done there, and then right. they sell it to NBC, which is why some shows you get that weird, like, it's on NBC, but ABC Studios splash at the beginning, at the end.
0: Right. And more so. recently, there have been more uh, studios going, why the fuck are we making properties and then selling them to other networks? Why don't we just worry about making as many good properties and keeping them under the same mm-hmm. roof? Uh, if it doesn't go very which, well, we'll put which it Which became straight. easier with everyone becoming intertwined with uh, you know various corporate
1: Disney owning everything, basically? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, same thing with AT&T, Time Warner, and NBC Universal, and, like, you know, the the list is long and plenty of the properties, but uh, I think it'll be a little while because it it really, like, every show is literally its own company. Yeah. Like, it's, like, its own, you know, uh, and they have to look out for what's best for their individual company, which is just the show and how much money they can get for the rights to it, so...
1: So another topic I wanted to get into while we're there is my perennial push to Corey, which is Quibi and yeah. how good Quibi is. Two things happened this week and I wanted to gauge your reaction to. Okay. Number one, uh, they're giving up and they're putting it on Roku and Apple TV. So yeah. that makes life easier. They had previously given up and allowed you to Chromecast or, um, uh, what's the Apple, Apple Cast, Whatever Airplay, it is. Airplay, yeah. Airplay, from your phone to a TV. But now they're just going to make an app and put it on there. Yeah. Um... Also, apparently, they are introducing a free tier that will run
0: ads just like TV. I think that is what they need at this moment because my problem is that number one, I don't want to watch content on my phone. Under any, like, if I'm stuck somewhere. Like if I'm waiting for the oil change, kind yep. of th- that example, then I'll watch ten minutes of whatever on my phone and while I'm waiting. That's what they but, said it was for. Oh, I know, but I'm never doing that. I'm never, and I'm never like sitting at my computer with the screens and the TV across the room, the 4K display across the room, and going like, oh, I really want to watch something on this small little display well, for a little see, while. See again, like, and and COVID has thrown us off, but yeah,
1: me being at the office, that is exactly what I do. I have oh, uh, my my laptop with my screen, and then I just I can't have like. A show playing on the screens, yeah. but I can turn my phone—you know—the what's this—landscape,
2: uh,
0: yeah—and
1: put in my headphones and watch my Quibi show on my phone.
0: Yeah, and, and it makes it life easy. I I think the problem really with Quibi is that they just didn't think hard enough about who they are trying to advertise to. Yeah, the idea, the the thought is that we're upending the system and it's going to be something new and exciting, and the kids are going to be all about it. And they were not. And they were not because there weren't shows that were really designed for kids. I mean, like everything is so disposable with with the the younger generations. And I sound like such an old man right now. But I mean, like, you know, there's like talk to a talk to any 13 year old and they'll have five YouTubers or five TikTokers that they're really like obsessed with at the moment. Yeah. And then come Christmas time they don't even know where they live or what they're doing they don't they don't care anymore like it's like i'm really into jake paul and then i don't even know who fuck jake paul is and it quibi's problem is
1: i have a bunch of shows that i really like from quibi yeah and they do not care about that yeah that's the problem is that you made content for me and maybe to you 70 year old executives i'm the youth yeah, But I'm not the youth that right. you need to get.
0: You need to get the youth youth, the people I call young people. So, And I, I almost feel like, as far as the length of content, I mean, not that you couldn't do 10-minute episodes of things and that it wouldn't be enjoyable, but I almost think that, you know, sort of the YouTube web series model is the way that works the best for that sort of thing, or like a internet-based TV show that has that. And the problem is Quibi wants to be so much more about like this mobile experience and stuff like that. And I don't necessarily feel like you need to, you know, I'm not watching it either. So I don't know. But then nobody, nobody other than you has even mentioned Quibi to me. And and you're like the ones, the one charger fan I know. And I'm just like, but in my world, we have
1: discussions about it all the time. And that's just what it like for me. It's like, Oh, I'm, I mean, maybe maybe it'd be
0: different if I was on set and people were like saying like, Oh my God, have you seen Quibi? Like, that that'd be where I'd be hearing it more, but like probably, but like getting ready in the morning,
1: get an episode in while I'm brushing my teeth and getting ready. And I just have it sitting up on the shelf. I'm watching my, an episode of something. And, yeah. then, um, you know, right before I leave, I can also, while I'm drinking my shake in the morning, I have another episode while I'm commuting. If I did commute by car, you could have an episode playing. Like, yeah. That's the thing. That's what it's meant for. And we just don't have that world right now. I do, but most people don't. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, anyway, I'm excited about it. And, uh, we'll see but the, I mean one of the reasons I brought it up though, by all, the way all,
0: all these media ventures uh, people seem to forget like a lot of these media ventures their first couple months in the in the in the game are very rough at Netflix uh when they first started doing streaming yeah. was not great and why would I want
1: to wait for this to load when I could get a DVD sent to my house yeah in and one I get the day
0: yeah and the things they have on streaming aren't anywhere close to what I'm getting on the DVD like <laughs> This old movie from the 70s? What am I doing? What am, by the way. What am I? My am I father? Kids at home. Um, Netflix
1: used to send DVDs to your house. Yes. That was how it worked. you well, three or four or five? And everyone
0: seems to forget about the whole Quickster nonsense. Oh, like where, yeah, that's right. Where it's like, oh, Netflix is going to be where you stream, and Quickster is going to be where you get your DVDs. Now I don't know anybody who gets the DVDs anymore. I,
1: so there are, there, are stuff, there are things that by contract, when Netflix first got them, they got in these extremely long contracts. Yeah. Only for DVD. So maybe eventually they'll be on streaming, but there is some stuff that if you search for it, it just says available by disc only. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who has a disc membership anymore. Like I hung on to that for a long time only to get Gone with the Wind. Then Gone with the Wind left Netflix because they were going to HBO. And um, so I dropped it. Yeah. Because once a year I watch uh, Gone with the Wind. That's my Thanksgiving tradition. But... Nonetheless, I, though, the funny thing about this though, by the way, is they finally decided to go to a, a model that includes ads and it coincides with the So even on the paid model, there were still ads. Mm. It was subsidizing the low cost of, uh, that with the high cost of production. And now the advertisers are starting to leave. So now it's like, okay, now we're going to run ads to give you a free tier, but they may not have enough advertisers to fill the ad spots that they need. Yeah. So, uh, it may be like, uh, bailing water out of a ship with a hole in it. Well like, the yeah. other
0: the other problem is that they Quibi is making these deals with people who are like getting their full rate when they don't necessarily deserve their full rate. Yeah. And I, this isn't picking on anybody, but like, you know, I, I think I heard Christoph Waltz got a million dollars for his Quibi show. Mm. And uh, uh Most Dangerous game? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And He was pitching that around to other places, and there was some level of interest, but not at a million dollars for Christoph Waltz. But when Quibi is willing to pay you a million dollars, well, got to go to the person who's willing to pay you like that.
1: uh, I think it was on Simmons, right, where he was saying, like, it's the home of the seventh best idea for all your creators. Like, when when no one else will take
0: this idea, Quibi will take it and do it. But it's also, I hope, I, I mean, think. I mean, what Quibi needs is they need somebody who's hungry to create something for that venue. Like, if, if you get some creative, and it probably won't be a name creative, it'll be somebody who's scrappy and up and coming and stuff like that, who will say, you know, like, oh, I have this great idea and it works perfectly within the Quibi model. Like, you know, until House of Cards came out, nobody gave a shit about Netflix as a, Original stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like I go there to watch all the There were there were a couple Netflix things before House of Cards, right? It was like there was like one show that wasn't popular and one movie that wasn't popular, and it felt very like TNT original movie. Not to pick on TNT original movie. I do remember like the first
1: year it was just like swing and a miss on Netflix. And by the way, People love to jump on that shit too. Like, yeah. you hear a lot about how terrible Quibi is because people are on the bandwagon of, like,
0: how terrible Quibi is. Well, nobody, no, the two things Hollywood loves the most is tearing somebody down and building them back yep. up. So, right now we're in the tearing down Quibi stage of it because they haven't captured the minds of America right off the bat. Uh, almost none of these services do. Yep. Uh, Maybe but, with the exception of Disney Plus, which had a, a pretty good smooth rollout. But, but I mean, like they had the Star Wars property to just do
1: a new Star Wars show. And well, that and really they had all happened. the Disney properties, yeah. too.
0: I mean, like the problem with with or the the benefit they had was they had parents by the nuts yeah. and, on that one. It's like <laughs> can't you know, watch like,
1: it anywhere else now. Yeah.
0: You want to do you want to you kid not want to watch Snow White. It's only in one place. Yeah. So, got the DVD. Yeah. Ooh,
1: got bad news for you. Yeah. Going to have to pony up for that. Yeah. But I think you're right that it. They should stop looking at the the known quantities and look at, say, Christoph Waltz wants a million dollars for for most dangerous game. Right. You or I go in there with the most dangerous game as an idea. Like we got this great reboot and they're like, so here's what we're going to do. How about. 50 K. In your pocket, yeah. Production costs, I don't know. We can get you. We need the entire.
0: (laughs) I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) We need the
1: entire hundred and eighty-minute run for two million bucks in the door, like out the door, two million bucks. I take that fifty k in my pocket to go write and work on something, and if you if it's good, then. People see it and they, now I, I like the most dangerous game. I just don't think it was that it wasn't the the name maker. Although Quibi, by the way, uh, got a couple ideas. So if you're looking, just saying, shouting out, I'm the one who's, uh, one who's been the supporter right here. Peacock, Quibi, Mm -hmm. HBO max, I'm the supporter. So yeah. Anyway, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, this time, uh, is difficult for places like this. Uh, because of course, uh, Coronavirus has everyone at home. And again, as you pointed out, why am I going to watch on my phone when I have a 4K display sitting to the left and I can't watch your show on it? Right. Um, But uh, that may not be important, Corey. And not that I'm wishing ill on you, but uh, if these infection and death rates continue to climb, I don't know if it's going to be a problem.
0: I... I I just don't even know what to say anymore. Like, I'm really like... I'm I'm flabbergasted by the logic of some people, you know? And like I've been trying to be as good as I can be. Yeah. Uh and I'm trying to be considerate of others. I don't feel like everyone else is is being as considerate of, of others as, as I am. No. No, absolutely. And I'm not trying to sound like like I'm so so humble kind of thing, but yep. like, you know what I mean? Like it it just feels like There's been a general fuck this about about the whole thing from like, you know, it's it's like uh, if the flood is happening, right? Like when when it first starts raining and flooding and there's a couple inches of water on the ground, you're just Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I hope I don't I hope my house doesn't get flooded. And then your house gets flooded and it's still raining and it's been months. You're just like, fuck it. (laughs) Hurricane's not real. I don't care anymore. Like.
1: You're out uh, doing the backstroke in a horse mask yeah. out in front of your and house, and
0: the people who are who are still like you know like building their arcs and <laughs> saving themselves and going to higher ground and stuff are just like the arc is still going. <laughs> nope, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, uh,
1: going to get the mail, Corey. I'll be back.
0: And and in 24 hours, Florida had 15,000 cases. It was like 15,336 cases or yeah. something like that, and. At this point I'm I'm wondering just what the capacity is really honestly to test a lot of people. Like I, I feel like California is doing a good job of testing a lot of people. Yep. Anyone who wants a test can get a test, blah blah blah. Lines are long but yeah. you can get your test. And you know, I think that there's a lot of cases probably because we're testing a lot of people. I bet you there's so many cases in Florida right now that are not un, you know just unknown, unknown. to yep. people right now. And it, uh, one of the most interesting ones I saw, this is early in coronavirus, this mm-hmm. is before Florida even got hit really that hard, when people were still like, oh, the enigma that is Florida, it never, it, never, it doesn't seem to hit here. Uh, Whoops. Florida has a population one third the size of South Korea. Yeah. Right? Uh, and at the time, I think it was the like mid-April or end of April, uh, uh, South Korea, which has a population three times the size of Florida, had uh, one third the number of cases. So, uh, <laughs> bigger place, way less cases. Yep. Uh, now, Florida has had fifteen thousand cases in one day, and South Korea hasn't even hit fourteen thousand cases total yet. Yep. Um, now there are differences between South Korea and America. Number one, it's not as big. So. Mm-hmm there's less you know there's more people at play to have to contact trace under a south korea type system
1: we also though we call it a democracy but mm. they have a history of like more authoritarian yeah. style democracy so they're like stay inside and everybody's like okay yeah
0: yeah it's it's, like it's more it's mass or more uh, culturally culturally acceptable there yeah. so yep. that helps as well but i, I to me, it's amazing that, you know, the KBO is playing with fans and stand right now. They've been playing this whole time uh, in America. We're hoping and praying that somehow a baseball season is able to happen <sighs> and basketball and hockey and football beyond that. Like, yep. we're we're just crossing fingers and hoping and praying. But well, it,
1: L.A. County is a county with 10 million inhabitants. And uh, I guess I think they called it back of the envelope math. But yeah. There are likely 74 ICU beds right now in the entire county. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not taking into account that uh, I think the conference um, convention center has already been retrofitted as a hospital so that, like, if need be, it becomes spillover hospital space. But that's not an ICU. Yeah. An ICU is at a hospital with a lot of, like, medical personnel around and equipment. Not like, hey, we're going to put you here to die. Yeah. So um, it's scary. And people not following directions. I I don't, even on my ride home today, I saw people sitting outside of a restaurant. And as I stopped at the light and I could see people sitting outside of the restaurant, I heard someone toasting to like, got to take advantage Yeah. because the governor shut down the state. And the way that this works is he announced today shutting everything down. So it goes into effect at midnight. So a bunch of people rushed out to bars and restaurants today. Yeah to make sure they could take advantage. And I hate all of you just with the fire of a thousand sons. Um, and you know, I, we've been saying all along. If we could just tell everyone go buy two weeks worth of groceries, go inside and do not leave. Stay yeah. in your house for two weeks. We'd be done. Yeah. It would burn itself out. Households would be infected. Yes. But you'd all get infected. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then it burns out inside your house and it doesn't go anywhere else. But even when they were saying stay at home, emergency workers only, the freeway has traffic on at all hours.
0: And that's the thing. Like when when it was when it was quarantine time and everything was closed, the only place you could go was supermarkets and gas stations. Yep. You go out on the balcony and you're looking around and it's. 4 a.m. and there's still a steady stream of cars coming by and you're just like Where are you going? these can't all be <laughs> like frontline workers you know like yeah. there's not enough uh, th- th- there's too many people going by to just all be doctors and nurses you know like yep or you know firemen coming off their shift or policemen or whatever Like, oh,
1: they- by the way uh, if you want to be disturbed go list at the uh, go look at the list of critical critical essential workers oh, I'm on sure. California's. Yeah. like that'll tell you why uh yeah. Funny, uh, casino dealers,
2: essential essential
1: workers, uh, once they reopen. But um, I know you guys are tired of hearing us talk about it, but we actually have someone else who has offered an opinion uh, to tell you to, well, I don't know. I guess we'll see what she has to say. But uh, it's friend of the show Flash coming from the East Coast, where we don't know what uh, the situation is, but I guess she does. So let's hear what Flash has to say, shall we?
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Hi guys, it's Flash, um, one of your favorite listeners. Um, I'm calling because I just got up, well, I got off the phone of leaving my lovely governor of Massachusetts a message because I am currently sick, hopefully not with COVID, Um, hopefully with just threat throat, but I am one of those people who has spent now the last 118 days working from home and literally only leaving to go grocery shopping. And it didn't matter and it didn't matter because everything else is open and so all these terms are everywhere so it is frustrating that um i've had a fever of over a hundred for now the last three days and it's really not my fault and i it's somebody compared it to when you're the person in the group who's used to doing all the work and you still get a failing grade because nobody else did any work or showed up. So that's what it feels like for me right now. And, um, yeah, just a different perspective of somebody who is not doing so well but is super careful. And, um, yeah, hope you guys are well. And I hope you guys are all safe. I know you guys are in a hot zone. And so just be safe and be well. All right. Bye.
1: Well, thank you, Flash, for uh, leaving a message. Of course, everyone can uh, call and leave us messages. Let us know that they are doing well or yes. otherwise. Uh, number is 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. And let us know in the message if we can play it on the show. But And I will say, uh, you know, I know the first thing people are going to say is like, listen, she likes Needlepoint. She stays inside all the time. She's got to be an old lady. No, she's not. She's younger than us. Uh and one of the most frustrating things is like oh well it's just old people I'm like no no
0: absolutely not well the to me the worst fear is like i feel like if i got covid i would manage to be able like it might really suck for a while and i might get over it right yeah. uh i don't think i'm in a high risk per se that would
1: mm, yeah high risk group you're not yeah like yeah.
0: that would that would danger me to the point where I'd have to risk it in a hospital or something like that or hope that I get an ICU bed or something like that. Uh, but we don't know what the long term impacts of this are. There, there are people who, you know, say they got it in March and still can't taste or smell right. Yep. Uh, you know, and there's people who say that the the sore throat and the or the fever and everything went away. But the cough has sort of remained as like this rolling nagging cough that no. I can't get rid of. Uh, people are having strokes. They're having
1: heart conditions related to it.
0: Well, and the other thing, and, I, you know, I I, I have to imagine that there are a lot of people who are fucking dealing with this, which is, like, just the the -the run-of-the-mill garden hypochondriacs who, like, you know, I don't necessarily get worried about every little thing, but sometimes, you know, my ankle hurts a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, every time I take a step, it really hurts. I hope I didn't do something. Oh, shit, I probably did something. And now I'm thinking about every step, like... Oh my god! Am I am I tearing my ACL? Am I what am I doing here? Like it, it it enters your 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 brain is like I'm worried about this now, and you know if you forgot about it for an hour it would go away, but because now your attention's on it, that's you good. can't yeah. avoid it. Yeah, and I think that's it's, it's got to be tough for some people out there who are like I have a slight headache. Do I have coronavirus? Mm-hmm. You know, like or. You know, my I am feeling flush. Do I have Corona? You know, like and then but the people on the other side who are like at parties
1: packing up along and just like, no, no, no worries. I'm good.
0: Or joking like, oh, probably have Corona. Ha 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 ha. Yep, you do. You just gave it to 400 people. Yeah. Well, there's also parties that are going on where people are trying to get coronavirus, or like, (laughs) who's the first one who can get it and stuff like that? It just doesn't like. I don't know. The the one that really bothers me, I I have to do this. I'm not trying to pick on religious people here, but God damn. Yeah. Uh, I've been hearing more and more, mostly people complaining at like city council meetings about like not wearing masks and stuff like that. But there's been way more of this argument going on where God provides and God gave us these lungs with which to breathe and... Uh, he will protect me from COVID because I don't need a mask to protect me. I, I just need the a prayer. Yeah. I just need prayer. God's love and I'll be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this doesn't, th- that logic doesn't work anywhere else. Like if it's a sunny day and you need to keep the sun out of your eyes, it's not against God's will to put on a hat right? Yeah. or wear sunglasses. Mm-hmm. It's not, if it's 12 degrees outside, it's not against God will to put on a jacket and some pants. Like, it's it. It's just you protecting yourself. I am gonna start making that argument
1: though. I'm like, listen, if God can keep <laughs> COVID out of your lungs, He can keep your I mean, legs warm. Realistically,
0: if God is protecting you in every single way, you should be walking around naked all the time. Like,
1: yeah, yeah why not? Uh, boy,
0: what are you wearing the clothes for? What are you? I maybe you're making some argument about about shame and you know God and blah blah blah. That's the body that,
1: God gave you. Yeah,
0: but you know, like it. <laughs> He wouldn't give you that body unless he wanted you to show it off to people. Yeah. So
1: also, I'll refer you all of you to the Old Testament, where God does a lot of smiting. <laughs> um, and uh, I always like, like
0: how, I always like how in Old Testament God is. Uh, I'm gonna give you a warning about this, and if nobody listens, I'm just gonna murder a lot of people. Yep, <laughs> I'm just gonna kill everyone. Yep. <laughs> oh, all you people who didn't cro- didn't plant your crops like I told you to, death. <laughs> firstborns gone hey
1: uh <laughs> all of you who um you i know. sent a,
0: i sent a guy he said free the israelites and you said nah rather not smite so, <laughs> locusts blood <laughs> uh hey all of you who uh i
1: sent you my son he was a uh, brown-skinned communist uh arab arab uh and uh arab jew you didn't um you didn't really listen to him so i'm just gonna smite a bunch <laughs> of you uh yeah, so maybe we just uh,
0: just uh, yeah, just study up a little bit. It's it's incredible, and the fact that uh, California just is teetering on the edge of everything shutting down all over again, and us all being stuck here for a while. And I'm it, to me, it's not like about because I, I saw an article too this week, an opinion piece in Bloomberg, where they were talking about uh, when when the national news is talking about coronavirus cases they're talking florida they're talking uh texas they're talking arizona but they never mentioned california Mm -hmm. who has just as many cases as those other states and they're trying to say you know like the the argument the guy was trying to make i think was you know arizona texas and florida are red states so you know they're doing it wrong but we're not going to pick on california because it's our biggest blue state Yeah. yeah and i don't necessarily think it has to do with like how like the, the political leanings Of the people who live there I really do think it has to do with selfishness And as Somebody who lives in California There are a lot of Democrats and liberals Who are incredibly selfish yeah, and, yeah, LA's full of them Yeah, and you know, if you Think like, oh I'm just running Into the store for a second so I'll just have my mask Pulled down, like it doesn't Do you any benefit if it's not yeah Protecting you or protecting other People from you well, but like, I, so uh, Tony's still with us, uh, and he
1: commented in the chat. Uh, it's the way that some people accept fate, and I, I agree with that. Yeah, they, they give it to God because they feel like they can't intervene. It, it's it's fate in some ways, but this is kind of uh, an argument I make on on other things as well. Like. No, suicide aside, uh, you know, we talked a few weeks ago or maybe it was on one of the other things I record, but I talked about assisted suicide and like you have a, a terminal illness. And instead of like just letting it play out, you have the choice to end your own life. Yeah, I will always support that. What I won't support is you jumping off a building and then smashing three people when you hit the sidewalk, because now your choice to accept fate has impacted the lives of other people. That is the example we have with covid where Yes, maybe you've accepted fate and you're not going to wear a mask, but you get infected and then you infect a bunch of other people. Yeah. And that's not their choice. And maybe it's somebody who has just a weakened immune system because by your argument, I guess God gave them a weakened immune system. Is that God calling the masses or is that you not wearing a damn mask and them doing everything they can and you negatively impacting their life?
0: I mean, like in society as a whole, we we have laws and regulations that are meant to be uh just to keep people from just doing whatever the fuck they want basically like you're not allowed to to drain motor oil into the river you know is it the most is it the easiest way to get rid of your oil sure Sure, why not it's right behind your house but at the same time by doing that you could kill a lot of people or make a lot of people Corey, sick Corey, or ruin the environment. I or only fish upstream from my house.
1: <laughs> it doesn't impact me at all.
0: Except for the other guy who decides to do it because you do it all the time. So the guy upstream from you does it too and then fucks the fish that uh, you eat and serve to your family and they die.
1: Oh, oh! Well, I see. Now it involves me and now I'm upset about it. Exactly. We have to stop that
0: guy from doing it. Yes. That's, that's all I got there. Yeah. Fiend. There's the
1: end. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating just because I don't know why more people don't see that, that it's like you're wearing a mask. I get it for whatever reason you think it's a taking away your liberty. But again, my my grandfather went in D-Day plus three. Uh, I have no argument more than that, that, you know, 4 million Americans between 18 and 25 went across the ocean fought and risked their lives in order to fight against uh what evil if you want to call it evil, but mm. like domination of another nation to make sure that democracy and freedom or whatever.
0: But like, all you gotta do is put a fucking mask on and stay inside. But troops. Oh. Like troops are like the most unassailable entity that America has, right? Yes. And we we think about it. What in of terms police? I mean Wow well, <laughs> Not so much anymore. <laughs> The, uh, but like, you know, we, we have memorials erected all over this country for the brave men and women of World War II who lost their lives. And now we are at the point where we're losing as many lives as we had in major world wars yeah. <laughs> where hundreds of thousands of people died. And just simple things like uh, there was there was some uh, uh, number I saw where it was like, you know, we're at one hundred and thirty thousand deaths or something mm-hmm. right now and we're expected to get up to 210 by the end of September but we could cut that down to 150,000 if everyone wore a mask yep. like just the way that the virus they the way they figure if everyone just played along we could cut you know 80,000 lives <laughs> what do you like how is that not worth it that's 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 I you would you would cry at the the tomb of the unknown soldier but you're not crying at the tomb of the unknown single mother who died of covid and now has a child that's living with their grandmother in arkansas you know like
1: and, and i mean it we have surpassed by the way the deaths in world war 1 that's where we're yeah. at. That, you know if and maybe for us that's a little old for somebody that we would have known but like my dad was born in 37 he literally knew people who went over and came back and he was growing up with those people around him that they know um, people who fought in World War I. We've now surpassed that in a domestic virus transmission. It, beyond me.
0: By the way, Tony, the number once again is 443-219-7595. What, what's appreci- that number? 443-219-7595. And appreciate you uh, joining us in the chat today. Yep. Always.
1: And, uh, I mean, everybody can call, leave messages there, send us text. Uh, and that that's for in between the shows.
0: Yeah, we're, um, still, we're still working on our process of being able to To handle live calls during the show, it's not that far away, but there's still some kinks here. So,
1: but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So, you know, we are already way, way longer than we assumed. But I do want to get to the last story because Baltimore once again in the national news. Oh wait, no, not in the (laughs) national news, unfortunately. uh, But it is making local news uh, around the area. Um, Again, national news for pulling a statue into the harbor, but this story, nothing.
0: This story, fascinating, though. So, a uh, member of the Baltimore Homicide Department, uh, the one who, one of the det- detectives who was working on the Sean Souter murder slash uh, suicide slash homicide slash shut the fuck up, <laughs> whatever the hell was going on there. Um, he had a dispute with a contractor uh, over some work that was being done at his house. And uh, apparently this dispute got to the point where the officer said, give me your give me your driver's license. And then he ran his his stuff and found out that he had a suspended license and said, uh, either you give me my money back or else (laughs) I can make this real problematic for you, which is uh, Uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally up on the law, but that is. That is blackmail, right? Yeah,
1: it is. And and, uh, it's especially bad because he was on duty when he was having this conversation in uniform. With three other members (laughs) of the
0: Baltimore Homicide Department. There are fucking four homicide detectives on the bench right now because of this nonsense. (laughs) Literally, homicide's not a a huge problem. He drove the contractor to his his bank so that he could get a $3,500 check. This is unbelievable. And the lawyer. My favorite part is the lawyer out after the after the uh, arraignment or whatever it was saying, uh, there's no criminality here. It's like, no, really? (laughs) Is this a contract dispute? Like contract
1: dispute. Like, uh, yeah it was uh and then he brought a gun into it uh
0: so be like if rob and i are negotiating a contract and then at some point during it's like well if you don't sign this thing i'm gonna murder you then it stops becoming a contract dispute. No, no, boy, it no.
1: becomes
0: still a contract dispute
1: <laughs> kane and abel had a contract dispute and uh kane won all right i would
0: like to see how this lawyer handles I rate customers with their contract disputes. I imagine if if somebody was just like, "I can make your life real fucking difficult," he's just like, "Are you threatening an officer of the court? How dare you, sir!" No,
1: uh, it just ends up in a Mexican standoff. It is like, well, "We're no, don't worry, we're just negotiating. It's okay, it's okay. Just a simple contract dispute." Uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, it, this doesn't make national news, but the statue going in the harbor does. But I, once again. Homicide bit of a problem in Baltimore and currently four of the maybe 12 or 15 homicide detectives on the bench Yeah, because you're you know not yours but you the understood you uh, your argument about oh it's a few bad apples well there was one bad apple here the one who pulled the gun on the contractor and then kidnapped him to go to the bank mm-hmm. and get the money but there were also three other ones who stood there yeah. and didn't say, Hey, 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 hey.
0: chill, guy, chill, guy, guy, Johnny, guy, chill. The yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, they just stood there and let it happen. Yeah. And I imagine one at least rode with him to the bank, right? Yeah. Like there was two cops in the car on the way to the bank. and the other Or two maybe just like a follow house.
0: car or something like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Followed him did back to the house. Like we're just along for the ride on this. It, we need another season, David. We need another season of The Wire, and this <laughs> needs do to fucking be a plot
2: point.
0: <laughs> Still, my favorite line. Somebody asked David Simon uh, why we why we don't get a new season of The Wire based off of all the things that have happened in Baltimore in the last couple of years, and David Simon's uh, response was, "I don't write fucking comedies."
2: Which <laughs> <laughs> <It just,
0: laughs> yeah. is yes, yeah. Chef's kiss. <sighs> I, <laughs> what a sad state of affairs. Yep. And what really gets me is uh we've been having these long shows because there's so much that we got to talk about and it I feel like we never talk about all the things we need like at some point I feel like we just need to have a conversation about like what's not in the news Yeah. And sort of like the like has anyone checked out Wall Street recently? Things seem to be going fine even though I don't know where I'm going to get money for rent next month. Mm. Uh that is uh shocking to me and i feel like that's something we could examine at some point if you know capitalism be, isn't meant to benefit if you people, Corey. if people would just uh kindly not stop getting sick all the time and if trump would stop commuting people and uh how about uh
1: Glaine maxwell is up for her raiment tomorrow so it's possible I, she's gonna decide to kill herself tonight
0: well yes. i i think uh i think she's she's figured this whole thing out because uh she could have she could have fled at any point mm-hmm. and didn't, and it seems like uh, perhaps there was a queen for the day uh, that happened Listen, somewhere along the way here. That uh, I'm sure she'll be perfectly fine. Famous
1: Italian bodyguard Hilarani Clitoni <laughs> is watching her back and will make sure she gets safely to court. So, well,
0: we'll see. That that'll be surprising news, I'm sure. So let's uh, <laughs> let's see where that goes.
1: But uh, and. Uh, Corey made the point when we were discussing uh, a lot of stuff this weekend, just like uh, we've talked a lot of shit about Trump and how dumb he is. But uh, we also talked a lot of shit about Hillary Clinton during the campaign yeah. and how dumb she was. And then uh, before that, we talked about, a lot about Obama and, you know, killing brown children in third world uh, for that. Uh, well, I guess, no, there was nothing before that. What I mean, we about? personally talked yeah. about Bush, Bush and being Patrick, dumb. Yeah. Uh, we talk about when Republicans have control of Congress, how dumb they are. When Democrats have control of Congress, how dumb they are.
0: We say Garcetti is great one week, and then two weeks later, we're just like this fucking idiot.
1: And we say uh, SRB really screwed the pooch on this one, and then the next week we say, "Wow, she can get worse. <laughs> Who knew?" Uh, and then do your job or quit. And then she did. And then Bush took
0: the job. I was th- I was thinking about it earlier too, when when we were just at the start of covid Mm -hmm. and the 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 lockdown started and everything like that me and you together said neither one of us like trump neither one of us like are particularly interested in him succeeding and what he's doing (sighs) but we are rooting for him to figure it out in this moment to rise above to step up to be the leader that we need to help guide the ships Obviously, none of that happened. No, Fauci was there at the, it,
1: first, the first press conference, and I was like, he has a scientist with him. Okay, that, maybe we're going to
0: be okay. And now Fauci will probably be fired by the time we podcast next. Yeah. He's yeah. Al- they're already releasing opposition research onto Fauci to major news outlets, so it's only a matter of time. I I just... <sighs> it's not that I think we are slanted one way or the other. We just like to call bullshit when we see it, and we are exceptional bullshit ball strike callers so. and
1: we are knee an- ankle <laughs> knee waist <laughs> head <laughs> burgeoning on neck deep in it at this point so come on back next week for more of that <laughs> well you know where you can find it next week oh, where's that
0: oh the anthem.com OTHEnthem.com, of oh, Anthem on facebook twitter instagram and the listener line 443-219-7595 what's that number again 443-219-7595 uh, you can find more of me at my website, Corey Baker, filmmaker.com, facebook.com forward slash Corey Baker film at legend CB five on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Um, I'm trying, I would like to do a new feature this week. I'm trying to find time to film it. Uh, hopefully, uh, that is out on Thursday and, uh, yeah, I, I just like thoughts on this. So, uh, if you check out the content from time to time and, uh, uh, you enjoy it, uh, I'm hoping to do like a sort of evergreen movie for uh, this next project that I'm working on. So, give it a, give it a shot. Tell me what you think, and and let me know how I can improve upon it if uh, if you take the time to watch it for me. I, I would really appreciate it.
1: All right. Uh, and uh, while we're here, I'd like to thank everybody who joined us in the uh, chat. Of yes. course, no matter where we are live, you can always comment on the stream. Or Round of um, applause. Mm, golf clap for everyone in the chat tonight. Uh, you can, of course, join the Discord directly and uh, converse with us not only during the show, but while we're doing show prep in between the week. Do you see a story that we should be talking about? That's where we keep the discussion. So join us over there on Discord. In the meantime, you can find me, at Robert and Cheek, the other way, at Robert and Cheek mm-hmm. on all your social networks. It's over there somewhere. Uh, that includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Tumblr, everywhere. At Robert. N- oh, Parlay. At
0: Robert and parlor Parler.
1: Parler. I keep saying that. God. I don't go there enough. Uh, <laughs>
0: Let me Parlay with you for a minute.
1: I am. I say Parlay because I'm the only voice. So it's like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean where it's just Johnny Depp and he's like, Parlay? <laughs> just nothing but conservatives there. So come and join me. Um New episodes of uh, Everyman Movie Review, of course, going up bi-weekly. And by that, I mean twice a week, not every other week. Uh, most recently, King Staten Island and The Five Bloods. And I've been promoting Quibi a lot. And I think the next few episodes are going to be Quibi shows. Should you check them out? What's worthwhile? And what are my thoughts? So come over to uh, YouTube.com forward slash Rob Cheek for my review of some Quibi shows uh, everything else is available at Uh You can find links can to Can I make
0: it. a live on the fly suggestion for that? Sure, Maybe just do a Quibi in general episode and just sort of say, like, here are five things I saw on Quibi that are worth watching or something like that. They, As opposed to, uh, here's an episode of Christy Teigen's court show and this is a review of...
1: So, so I was thinking about doing a Quibi overview with some of the stuff that I watched one or two episodes of. There are a couple series on there that... They deserve their own, uh, their own thing. All right. Because basically what I want to do is to provide enough information to get somebody past episode one. Cause I feel like you're an episode one watcher and then you, you might bail out, but I want to give you just a little bit of the whole season. So that you're like, oh, I'll stick around until that thing that Rob said happens and then see how I feel. And by the time you get there, then you're in. So yeah, right. but like Chrissy Teigen show was fine. Uh, the new punked was okay, if you like punked, but I'll talk more about it about the on the Quibi show. So nah. check it out over there.
0: Sounds good. Yep. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't
1: know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. And if we weren't late, we'd never be here. Mm, <laughs> and if we didn't run long, we'd not have a show. <laughs>